popped on. There it goes. Welcome, everybody. I'm Jay Hill. I'm your host of Studio 6 Paranormal Entertainment Podcast with my co-host, Shane Feek. Yo. Hey, so we have a great show on tap for this evening. Um, John Huntington is here. Um, you, Everybody might know him from doing some things with the Conjuring House. Uh, he creates some of his own equipment. Um, Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, so... And actually, I have one of them here that I, I I actually entered a contest for him on Facebook, and uh, out of fifteen hundred people, I won a spirit box. I couldn't believe That's it. Cool. I I don't ever win anything in my, in my entire life, right? So for me to win it was 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 a big deal. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this show tonight. And like I said, you know, we've got another show coming up after this one. Uh, and about an hour after the, or two hours after this one. So, you know, without further ado, let's get John in here. Hey, buddy. Hey, there he is. Yeah. Good. Thanks for having me on. No, That's it's our cool. pleasure. Yeah, most definitely. So, yeah. Um, so I was telling um, some of the listeners about some of the stuff that you do and some of the stuff that you've been involved with. Uh, so in case anybody who is watching uh, doesn't know you, uh, how about you just kind of introduce yourself and let people know exactly, you know, what you're about and what you're doing. Um, like you said, a lot of people know that I used to live at the Conjure House. I, I lived there for about a year. Um, I wouldn't call me a caretaker, really. I just kind of was there to help out a friend pretty much um, at the time. Um, I've been doing paranormal for 11, 11 years now. That's a good long time. Um, yeah, it's not crazy like some people, but 11 years. Um, <laughs> it's been quite the experience. I've, I've traveled all over investigating. Um, I do a lot of things with Exploring Josh right now. He's a good friend of mine. We met at the Conjuring House, and we just became good friends. Um, and I make I make my own paranormal equipment. I just I started doing that about two years ago. Okay. That's cool. And, yeah, I do too. I make my own stuff, so I'm sure we'll have a good show. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to talk about yeah. this a bit. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy making stuff. Um, and I, it was funny when Jay Jay won uh, the spare box. Yeah. That, was, that was still. I'm still. That's beyond me. I have no idea how that <laughs> happened. <laughs> well, there's a reason why I gave that one when it free. It wasn't perfect, so. <laughs> it's, it's like, no, honest. I mean, I, I've used it a couple times and it does work. So I will contest to yeah. the fact that it does work. So, yeah. And plus the fact that I, I actually, you know, I work in a location that, that has spirits. So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. That's but, cool. Yeah. So, um, so John, uh, talk a little bit about, didn't you um, have some experiences? I mean, you have some documented um, evidence from, from the Conjuring House. I've heard so much about that place and you know i think that hollywood has kind of did a little bit of a disservice to that place because i think it's it's 
more of a it's I've seen the the pictures of it and I've you know kind of researched a little bit and it seems like a really cool old home you know and I know that there's some stuff that happened there but it's just kind of you know can you tell us a little bit about some of your experiences while while being at the conjuring house um yes it was I mean it was a beautiful home and it was it was peaceful um most of the time um I stayed there alone quite a bit for especially during the pandemic months at a time and uh I did experience a lot of paranormal activity um it, it was weird it was kind of like I kind of like I had a, like a relationship with kind of what was there like they would leave me alone most of the time unless I was looking for it that's cool um, yeah, like groups would come in and I'd be like, hey, guys, can you scare these people or whatever? And then then we get these like crazy EVPs when they were there. And then <laughs> I had people calling their friends, please come pick me up. Um, you know, they never experienced anything like it. Like they'd have people come get them early because they were scared. And um, I did capture a lot of evidence. I've I've got some disembodied voices there. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of EVPs. I saw a shadow figure only once and that was um it was like it was in the hallway where that door slammed on me i don't know if you saw that but it was in the same hallway and standing there while i was watching like netflix one day and i'm just like i saw it and i'm you know my mind couldn't wrap itself around it and i it looked like a smoky <clears throat> thing just in there and i'm just like uh can you just leave me alone <laughs> and Do it you did get it away poltergeist activity there yeah like they, you um, know things moving not in the same place things like you get that um yeah i did have uh we had books come off shelves um That's i woke cool. up one morning and there was a book on the floor and i was like my friend bill was there with me and i'm like bill did you know there was a book on the floor and he's like what he's like let's check the dvr so we rewound it and sure enough That's cool. came off the shelf um and right so so that's the conjuring house anybody that doesn't know that's that's what it is yeah it's an old home so yeah that's That's cool that is very cool that is very cool so yeah continue john sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you oh no that's okay it is a cool house it was i think it was finished in 1736 so it was even wow wow before um america before america was america so it's pretty old Mm -hmm. but yeah i had I had, I had like, I have a video too of this like car, uh, toy car. It's in, a, it's in one of those uh, chairs that you sit in there like this. And the car is sitting like this. And in the middle of the, I woke up in the morning, it was on the floor, and I rewound the DVR, and it just comes up over the chair and then just falls onto the floor. That's weird. Thought, wow. Yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy. Um, wow. Now, have you heard any, have you like got any EV, good, really good EVPs from that place? Oh, uh, yeah, quite a bit. Um, that one where the lady got scared went home, it actually was like, because before they got there, I was like, can you mess with these people, you know, to see what happens? So, so mm-hmm. literally, it was like, they asked, like, how many spirits are here? And it was like every demon. And it was like saying all this weird stuff on a voice recorder. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I would get. I, I have had them say my last name on the voice recorder. Um, I just, I've had so many things on there. It's, it's just an amazing place, but most, right. but most of the time it was quiet, you know, 
but mm-hmm, on a mm-hmm. rare occasion you'd get things like that, like a toy car moving. Right, you know? right. right. Um, um, talk a little bit about some of the projects that you did with um, uh, either the Conjuring House or you did, uh, there was a couple documentaries down there as well. Um, yep, yeah, Sleepless Unrest um, came there while I was there and uh, also uh, the Harrisville Haunting. Um, the Sleepless Unrest was um, was pretty cool. They cut a lot of stuff out. Like there was a lot of things I was so looking forward to seeing, and they just they mm-hmm. cut it out. Um, right, right. Yeah, sometimes through editing, you know, you, you lose some stuff, and you know, in order to keep other stuff, and it's just yeah, it's who you know whatever goes on in in the minds of some people that are editors like that. It's kind of you know it's kind of a hit and miss. Because I know I've had to omit some stuff on, on some stuff that I've had to edit before. And it's just like, God, I really want to keep that. But I, I just think this is better. And yeah. So, yeah, so, usually yeah. they're trying to go one way and it doesn't, whatever you captured, it really doesn't go with what they're trying right, to do. Right, 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 right. Sure. Yeah. Editing, for people who don't know, editing is not an easy t- task. No. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I have just learned to edit. In, in the last few years and more so in the last year. And I, I really like it. Um, it's, but it's very time consuming. It yep. start and, and then you're an hour in and then all of a sudden you're three hours in and it just, where does the time go? I mean, you're just yep. really engulfed in what you're doing. And next thing you know, it's like, you know, four, four or five hours later and it's like, wow, where'd the time go? Okay. <laughs> and you've only got, you know, maybe, you know, five, 50 minutes and or 15 minutes or whatever it is. And it's like, Oh my gosh. So yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a, uh, a really uh, engrossed thing that you really just gotta, if you've got the time to do it, then you could do it. So, so um, let's talk a little bit about some of your uh, investigations. Uh, can you name a couple ones that you were um, really fond of? Um, Trans Allegheny. And probably Waverly Hills, probably my two favorite uh, investigations where I actually got a little scared because it takes a lot for me to get scared. If you yeah, ever watch my too. videos, yeah. I pretty much laugh when stuff happens because right. everybody's freaking right. out. I'm just laughing. Right. But Trans Allegheny was just uh, off the charts, um, haunted. It, it was just nonstop. Like you would hear, we'd walk down the halls and then we'd hear things go, trying to get your attention. Right, right, right. Yeah. And like I asked a question out out loud, I asked a question and out loud a, a girl answered me like, mm-hmm. uh, and I "Oh yeah," like, I was just like, "What?" Yeah, it's it it's just nonstop there. Like, uh, if I could right. go there every day, I would. Like, it's really, so yeah, me too. I'd like to put my sensor board there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I I've, I've never been to an insane asylum. I mean, I'm not that I'm afraid to go because I mean I. It would just be it would be an experience, but I think that it's for for who I am, it would be sensory overload. I mean, it would just be there'd be so much going on that it would just be, yeah. I I would have to actually talk to another medium who's actually gone to some of those places and how they handled themselves. You know, what I mean, or what they needed to do so that they didn't get so undamed with everything. You know, I mean, it's just, but yeah, some of those places. Like we have the the Sheboygan um, Asylum up north here in Wisconsin, and that is about the same type of size. And it's cool. You know, I just, 
I just never been up there, you know. So, but uh, talk about what else besides the asylum. What else is a is a really good one for you, John? Uh, Waverly, uh, really. That's one of my favorite places. I was. Uh, we were taking turns going down one of the, the hallways. I think it's I see the third or fourth floor that's the most haunted, supposedly. And I'm walking down there with a camera and spare box and voice recorder and. Um, I feel like some, it can hear, it can actually hear, and I feel like something hit my pant leg. Mm-hmm. And, and when I play back the voice recorder, it says I touched him or something <laughs> at the same time huh. it touched me. So I just, I just thought that was, uh, just crazy, like evidence that I actually oh, yeah. was feeling what I was feeling, you know, it wasn't just right, right, yep. right, 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 right. Now, what are, what are, so let's talk about, uh, you talked about this, some of the, asylum, a couple of the asylums. What about uh, a moment that you were like, holy crap, that kind of really scared the shit out of me? Um, there was one time I was, I had been alone at the Conjuring House for almost a month. And during the day I set up, uh, I do like investigations just to pass the time pretty much. And mm-hmm. Uh, I was setting up stuff. I was setting up like cards and stuff. And I was going to do spare box. I had all kinds of things set up. And while I was setting up, I hear something go across the upstairs, like boom, 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 like running across. Wow. Okay. And I'm, and I'm alone, you know, at the Conjure house, nobody around. And I'm like, uh, so I'm like, do I go check it out? Do I want to see what's <laughs> up there? <laughs> like, so I'm like, well, maybe it's an animal or something. So I'm like, okay, if you're really up there, can you bang twice on the floor? And boom, boom. And I'm just like, oh, oh crap. <laughs> so, so I walk up, I walk upstairs, reluctant. You know, I didn't really want to go. Um, hesit- I was hesitant. So I went up and there was nothing there. I checked the DVRs. I didn't see any animals or anything. And I'm just, mm-hmm. Well, there's nothing I can really do about it. I have nowhere to go. Right. Right, right. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I would like to take a a, a journey to that place. Um, to to be honest with you, I'm really not afraid of that place. I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, I would never go there," or you know, oh, I'd definitely uh, go there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Shane would definitely go there. But um, I've heard people talk about it, and that's what I you know I talked about or I mentioned earlier is that I think that you know Hollywood is kind of done a little disservice to it because it's a beautiful home and it's got a great history and you know it you make scary movies i get it you know you make horror movies i get it you kind of you know embark on that whole let's make this you know a scary location and you know i get it you know to each his own you know but i just i just think that it's it's a very welcoming place i mean from what i i could tell and some of the research that i've done on it yeah, I'm sure that, you know, the people there that experience things and this and that, but I just, I don't, I don't, I don't really care to when they take beautiful homes or old places like that. And then they, they kind of just make it this evil thing, you know, or like hell house, something or other and, yeah. you know, demon house. Or, it's like, yeah, yeah you're kind of really not doing yourself or doing anybody a favor you know if anything i mean there's a lot of people that are interested and want to see that and all this but there's probably a lot of people i ain't ever going there you know (laughs) i mean so but yeah there's a couple places here in around me that i won't go to 
but because I know the history, you know, I mean, we've got, you know, a cemetery here, not too far from my house that is, had some really crazy stuff happen on it. I used to have a church on it. That's not there anymore. I mean, it's a really old cemetery, but it's, I won't go, I won't even drive by it. Okay. So <laughs> that has to say something coming from me, <clears throat> but you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jesse, my my buddy, my one of my coworkers from where I work, um, St. Killian's. Yep, that's exactly where it's at. I won't go there, and he's probably laughing at me right now. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's not a scary place. It's I mean, there's nothing there that's gonna hurt you. I I was there for a year, and I didn't have anything hurt me or anything like that. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, there's nothing to be scared of there whatsoever. Right, right, and that's I and I I've never I never really felt that way about that house. You know what I mean? I mean when I before I really researched, I wasn't I was unsure, but no, it just it would be a nice place to go visit. Um, and for people who don't know, I mean, and that place was just recently sold, was it not? Yeah, um, this lady named Jacqueline Nunez bought it um, for like one and a half million dollars. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah. If I could change, you know, yeah. <laughs> I got that under my, thing. under my mattress, you know, yeah, it was a good flip for uh, Corey and Jen. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wish I saw some of that money, but no, right. <laughs> yeah. but you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, if you've got a, a piece of history like that, you know, yeah. I'm sure that, I mean, it would be cool for me, you know, just because of the fact that, and even Shane, I mean, owning a piece of, of history and even having it to be, you know, haunted. And even if it's not, but I mean, most every place that I've ever lived, except for the current place I live now has been occupied with something, you know what I mean? So, but to actually own a piece of history like that, that is actually active in the paranormal and all that. I mean, that would just be like waking up like to me, like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. Especially for the data collection. Right. right, You could just have it every day to, do readings right. and i mean you stuff. with with shane's board that he created he, he he would he could probably be in a room by himself and be there for days if it yeah. was if it was that active yeah. he would never come out you know we would have probably. to feed we, we would have to feed him food under the door or something you know <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so but, what kind of a equipment do you build you he'd, he'd mentioned that you build some of your own stuff um, yeah, I build the uh, spare boxes, um, motion sensors, sure, um, REM pods. Nothing, nothing too crazy, but um, have you found that your stuff works any better than the commercially available stuff, or have you compared them? Um, yeah, I built so the stuff I build. It's kind of like I know you've all heard of Frank Sumption and. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Frank, Frank Fox. yeah. So Frank taught um, like Steve Holte and Jay Prather, and and I know Steve uh, Holte. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And Steve. yep. Cool. And he worked um, with Austin, and at the same time Austin was learning, I was learning. So we'd always talk sure. back and forth ideas, and uh, so after about two years, I finally learned how to do it the correct way. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but, um, getting getting the diodes in the right spot and getting it to stay scanning and yeah, using the op amps and uh, yep. all that stuff. That's cool. 
and getting the voltage right and all that. But <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many FM boards you go through before you figure it out. Quite a bit, actually. Yeah, I know how it is. I mean, I've been in electronics for thirty years, so. Yeah, no one wants to tell you how to do it, so you pretty much have to figure it out yourself. Correct. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, if you ever get stuck, let me know. I can help. Yeah, if you ever want to pick a smart man's brain, that guy right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so basically I started in the paranormal with building uh, these sensor boards because all my friends, you know, after I watched them for a while, I was kind of like, well, the REM pod's nice and all, but how do you know what it found? And also, how do you know that it's working? you know, and, and, and not just picking up. And so basically I was like, I want to build my own device. And so I literally built this board. It's about foot square by, by maybe two feet, about that size, but it's got 26 different sensors on it and it logs everything every second with a date timestamp. And the nice thing about it is it can be used to correlate uh, when you have multiple things happening at once because every sensor is being sensed at the same time and recorded, you know, mm -hmm. and then of course I can do math and statistics and, you know, automated, automated uh, EVP sessions. So I pre-record a bunch of EVPs sessions and then I have the computer literally play them at random times during the night and the board syncs with it. So I can literally set up, connect everything, and then lock up and leave, come back in the morning and pick up, you know, all the equipment. And I'll have half a dozen EVP sessions throughout the night, all categorized and, and logged. That's so, the easy way to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, so, you know, you know, Shane, I was going to ask you, um, yep. is there a way to simplify that? I mean, like, let's say that you wanted to uh, make it where people could purchase it. I mean, is there a way to make it more of a simpler? Uh, so yes. The electronics and things could be consolidated because this is all hand built, you know, individually mm -hmm. soldered boards. If right. you took the time to take most of the common, most popular sensors and condensed them all down onto one board, you could make a thing probably, you know, eight square inches be pretty small. Okay. You know, but. I think the real issue isn't making the device. It's the device doesn't do you any good if you can't do the statistics right. and math and science right. 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 with the data once you have it. Right. I mean, yeah, you can throw the stuff in Excel and see some squiggly little lines and some graphs and things, and that's great. Right. But if you want to actually do, you know, statistical correlations and, you know, uh, variance checks and, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. If you don't know how to do it, the, the data isn't. It would, it would it'd be a mute point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, the device could be easily replicated. And I mean, any decent engineer or any company that makes circuit boards, if you gave them the schematics to everything, which I have, mm -hmm. then they could build it all onto one board and it'd just be a one board wonder. But again, you know, it's more about the analysis than it is right. the tool. Right. You know, and there's a lot of sensors on there that don't really seem to ever get used. Like there's a touch sensor 
where it's like a touch on touch off like a lamp. Mm-hmm. I don't think any entities ever touch that, even though it's asked for, you know, in EVP sessions. And then, you know, like the UV light, uh, infrared light, uh, those levels, it's mm-hmm. neat to know them, but you know, it's not really that useful. I mean, the only thing I do is a lot of times I'll go back to the data. I'll use those sensors to determine, Oh yeah. Did we do the investigation with the lights on or with the lights off? <laughs> right. Know, things right. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You know, and someday I would like to, you know, make some kind of an internet class to to teach this stuff. That's a good idea. Yeah, Yeah, to teach this statistic. I mean, because it's not really that hard. It's just you have to know what you're doing and why you're doing it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. know how to interpret the results because things sometimes look like they're you're going along and then all of a sudden you realize, no, wait a minute. You know, that might be statistically significant, but you know, we just had somebody walk through the room while the board was running. So right. now it shows their, you know, shows up. So, right. Right. Yep. So, so John, tell me a little bit about what you have coming up as in like any investigations that you're going to be doing soon or. Um, so uh, my friend, Josh is supposed to come up here in a few weeks, exploring with Josh. And we're just going to do some locations in Maine and New Hampshire. Um, film up here because um, every time I have to do something with him, I have to drive like five hours away because I live in the middle of nowhere now. So, right. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> yeah, so it's rough to meet up with everybody. Everybody I know it is paranormal is quite far from me. So. Me too. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so where where actually do you live, John? I live in Guilford, Maine. It's okay. uh, south of like Greenville area. Are you um, close to Dead Man's Corner? Uh, I don't I, even know. So. <laughs> well, our, our 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 friend uh, Adam Began lives in Maine. Oh yeah, so. I'm near him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 I haven't talked to him in a while, but uh, he's he's doing pretty good. So um, he's got a lot of history stuff from uh, yeah. uh, from Maine and stuff like that. Now, do you follow any of the stuff like the, the history aspects of some of the, the history around you that where you live? Or do you know of places around you that you have investigated in Maine? There's not much. Like I have to, the closest place that's kind of popular is Fort Knox. And that's, that's a good hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. Um, the place I've been going to lately is that I used to go to for years with Corey uh, is the GRCC in Rumford, Maine. It's a greater rec- recreational um, building. It's kind of like a YMCA. Okay. Um, that, that place is, it was kind of like our training grounds for Corey and, and Jen and the Heinzens. And we used to go there every weekend. Um, that's probably okay. two most popular that I know that are near here. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. with anything on the East Coast, there's so much history. I, I'm sure that you've, you know, even though you got to travel a little bit, you, you've got your pick. Yeah. You know, I mean, is there some place that you would, uh, that you, uh, being on the East Coast, I mean, is there some place that you haven't investigated that you want to investigate that you would like to recommend? God, I don't, I've, I've done all the, like the popular places, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. I've been to a lot of places. I like, you know, like Lizzie's and stuff. And it just, it wasn't that active at all. I can't, 
top of my head. I yeah, talk a little bit about that. Talk, I, I'm a big fan of the Lizzie Borden house and I the, the, the story, the whole aspect of it. What was your experience with the Lizzie Borden house? Well, I've been there like, I've been there three times. The first two times, first time I went was like with a group um, that my friend Brandy wanted me to come down and help her with. And it, we didn't really get anything, but there was a lot of people there. Um, yeah, that always spoils it. It's the common theme, yeah. So the second time was a little better. The third time I went with Josh and his group, and uh, we actually got, like, EVPs saying, you know, telling us that Lizzie pretty much did it and all this stuff. Um, wow. Don't think did it. Right. And right. we got an EVP saying this is Lizzie Borden's house on a voice recorder, and uh, and that was probably the most active night, but there was only, like, four of us there. Um, mm hmm but just going to the house is, is amazing. Just come and go to see. Right. I'd right. love to go to Maplecroft. That would be amazing. For that would be cool. And I don't know for people who don't know who Maplecroft is, is Lizzie Borden's other house that she lived in after the house um, where the murders had create was murders happened. Um, she tried to. She purchased that house in Maplecroft. She was trying to get away from that whole scene you know everybody knew her and so i think that she wanted to get a, away from that so buying the maplecroft house um was trying to give her a little bit of a uh, a little bit more privacy and from what i read and yeah i just i've seen i've heard of people that have you know done some investigations at even at the maple uh, croft house and that was just but that was you know it's just what you know murders and 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 things like that you know i mean it's just all all this stuff that goes on at some of these places that's traumatic like that that you know there's going to be some residual energies there there's going to be some things that are that have happened and people are going to be um you know easily affected by it and everybody's different and so i mean i've have you ever been on an investigation where do you investigate? Let me ask you first. Do you investigate by yourself, or do you usually have more than you and another person? You have like two or three people, or do you? Well, it depends. I, I I don't know. I've been in so many different groups over the years. I'm in like three groups right now, and I prefer to go with just one or two people. Like yeah, like me too, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah it's it, it cuts down on a lot of the. A lot of the, the energies around. I mean, because everybody kind of brings a different type of energy to a different lo to a location to a haunted location, and I think that that some of the spirits can feed off of that. Well, that, <laughs> that, you know, when you're running really sensitive equipment, humans are your enemy. Yeah. <laughs> they move around yeah. and they make yeah. noise and they <clears throat> cause yeah. all kinds of emissions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, most definitely. So John, do you? Um, you said you you've been to Lizzie Borden. Is there is there another place that you would say that you've had really good experiences with? Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Bobby Mackey's is pretty good. Um, yeah, talk a little. Talk yeah, talk a little bit about Bob Mackey's. People who don't know uh, Bob Mackey's is is down south. It's uh, in Tennessee. Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. I was invited down there, but I didn't go. So, yeah, talk about that. Let's see. Um, like, like Lizzie Borden's, I've been there like I've been there like three different times. Um, 
the first time I went there, I went with uh, Corey, and we drove there from Maine, which is ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Um, the th- we had some weird stuff. Like when I first started, I was I had like one camera, I had one voice recorder, maybe like a spare box. Um, that was like eleven years ago. But when we went there, uh, I set up a so I set up a motion sensor on one of the uh, pool tables. And I it got knocked over and started going off. And I walked over to it and I had something whisper John in my ear. And I actually caught it on the camera when I went over to pick it up. And then it had a lot of electrical, weird electrical things happen there. But mm-hmm. I mean, the power lines are right on the building. Like everything lights up because it's, you know, the power's are right close to it. You can hear it humming when you get out of your car to go investigate. Right. Wow. Which yeah, I don't might, know how you could even do an investigation there with yeah, much EMF. Any, yeah. Can't use any K2s or any, anything, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But some people believe that that feeds it feeds uh, spirit energy. I'm not, I don't know. It's not. It's um, not impossible for sure. No, and I think that there's. I think that there's a kind of a fine line with that too. I mean, I think if you're if you're going too little, if they're you know, it's not going to do much. If you go too much, it's kind of overkill. You know, I mean, I just like with anything, you know, when you're I remember watching some of the old ghost hunter shows and they would say, you know, they would test the EMF of all the wires around the house and see and people were affected by bad wiring, you know, and they would have people would hallucinate and this and that. And, you know, these investigators say, "Uh, your house, I don't think it's haunted. I think it's your bad wiring. You know, it's too much EMF. You're being affected. So. Yeah, that's kind of a, I think that it's a, there's a fine line with that, you know, and I'm, I've never used like those EM pumps or anything like that. So um, I don't, I don't know, John, of all the equipment that you have, talk a little bit about some of the equipment that you use personally, or that you have uh, favorites of. Oh, well, I kind of want to, uh, I kind of wanted to talk about the EMF because, um, okay, just because when I, I lived in this this apartment. It was uh, they made a, actually wrote a book about it called Lucifer's Child, mm-hmm. and that's what got me the paranormal and the EMF. It was the power lines in the in the you know the uh, what do you call it? The, I can't figure it out. The big power they go on, on the power lines. It like oh. if it blew up. It would have blew up. Transformers. My the transformers. Yeah, the transformer was right by my yeah. window, and mm-hmm. I would sit by. If I sat on the couch with a uh, millimeter, it would flatline to like 200. Like, yep, like, right, right. That's probably not a good space to like really live. <laughs> right. Just yeah. saying. No, I would, I, you know, I'd get sick from it sometimes. I, it would mess with my stomach and stuff. And uh, I was really paranormally active there. But like you mm-hmm. said, like, sure, it was messing with our heads pretty good. Like, from yeah, right, right, right. And it's difficult but, but, to tell what's paranormal and what's in. You know your mind that's your being affected yeah 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 that's why it's it's a fine line with that but the building that i lived in the what happened was this uh was back in like 1986 this little girl um her stepdad thought she was the devil and she was only she was only like three or four and they stuffed he stuffed her in an oven and burnt her to death. Wow. Yeah, I, I saw you. Yeah, I saw that. That that I didn't read the story, but I saw that. Yeah. 
yeah, put a chair up against it, kept her in there. It's, it's a horrible story. And I didn't know it when I moved in the apartment. And um, and just one day I was just recording my phone before I was even in the paranormal. And something, I played it back. I was making a memo or something on like the little flip phones. And yeah. I was listening back to my memo and I hear a guy's voice say, hey, John, you want to talk? And it was like this weird, Whoa. weird <laughs> voice. And I was like, holy crap. Like I sent it to my friend and I'm like, do you hear what this is saying? Like, am I crazy? You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, that got me interested real quick. And I, so I went out, I got a voice recorder and I started doing uh, AVPs and my friends would come over like five friends and we'd do these sessions and get these weird EVPs all the time from that place. And it was like a weekend thing where I wasn't, I wasn't even investigating. We'd just come over to listen to see what they would say on the voice recorder. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Uh, so how long ago was that? What year was that? That was probably 2011, 2012. Oh, okay. okay. That's a while ago. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah. We talked <laughs> about it. It's a while ago. It's 2011. It's now what? 2023. Yeah, I know, it and like it yesterday. seems like yesterday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it does not feel like it's 2023. I, I, it doesn't. No. You know, I mean, I think we we morphed into we skipped somewhere. Yeah, we had to. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, so <clears throat> talking about um, you know different pieces of equipment, I was going to say. So, what is your go-to? piece of equipment um i just i i like you i like voice recorders the best because just the the best yeah evidence. that's what my wife does she likes mm -hmm. she likes voice recorders yeah. mm -hmm. i mean i obviously i love spare box because i've just been known for this weird shit i get on spare boxes but um right but i a good evp is just just blows your mind like you can't wrap your head around it or yeah. just somebody's voice is the best <clears throat> but I mean, as far as equipment a voice recorder mm -hmm. like the first crazy evp i got first or second evp i got at that uh lucifer's child building it i, I was kind of i don't usually provoke but i was just telling them to like hit my roommate in the head with a bottle or something funny mm -hmm. and played it back and this voice louder than us says leave me alone are you guys serious like <laughs> wow it scared me so bad i like no. i slept on my like roommate's bedroom floor for like a week like <laughs> i was so scared that 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 spirit was telling you the what's it man yeah Damn. yeah, there, yeah. There, there's a few out there i think the one time i got a the very first time i used my my phone for a recorder i was in a cemetery actually the same cemetery my parents and my family are buried in and uh i was on the other side of the cemetery and i just had my windows down it was a beautiful summer day and i was just driving my car and i had my windows down and i had my my record my phone and my recorder right by my seat and i stopped and i turned the car off because of the noise of the car because my that microphone on some of these phones now will pick up everything oh yeah you know so i just wanted to be quiet so i turned everything off i was sitting there and i was asking is there anybody here with me um do you have a message do you like to talk and um i just sat there for a few minutes and then went 
and took off and you know i don't know i was doing something else and then i i listened to it probably later in the day and i heard a, a child's voice and i was like okay what did it say and so i had to take it home and put it on the computer and try to clean it up a little bit not by much but clean it up a little bit and then i played it and it said a name and and it was a, a child's that was like saying it. it was just a child's voice i should say or a younger lady's voice and so it was weird so i'm like okay so i went back to the spot where i caught the evp and i was looking straight across from my window of my car to see what gravestone was there and the and the voice on my recorder said her name was helen and right there on that gravestone her name was helen that's cool that was yeah that was that freaked me out because i did wasn't paying attention to that at the time you know what i mean it was just one of those things where you just and then when i realized that voice said i still have that audio and i need to upload some of those yeah i'd like to, to hear computer. that sometime yeah and it's it's soft enough but you could you could hear it and it sounds um kind of kind of i don't know it's 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 really weird. It, it, I don't know if it's because of the electronics of the phone or whatever, but it sounds like it, like it didn't sound like somebody was sitting next to me. It sounded like it was coming from somewhere else. It was just really, really weird. But yeah, um, I, know. I know when I when I was at when I lived in that apartment, um, I worked at the YMCA down the road, and that had a history of being haunted and i would they would they would actually let me investigate there after work wow oh well and i would be i would be alone and i remember leaving a recorder in the laundry room while i was doing something else and nobody else is in the building there's no connected buildings or anything so i come back and i play it and i hear this guy say um at first i heard like a like super fast, something saying mm -hmm. something yep. really fast. And when I slowed it all down, it was this guy, sound like Sean Connery. And he was like, I doubt they ever saw me. Huh. And then you hear, I slowed it on a hundred times, like a hundred speed right. down. And clear as us talking, it said, I doubt they ever saw me. And this other guy says, shut the door. If, if they see you, they'll want to keep you. Like it was the weirdest. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest EVP ever. Like it sounded like like somebody talking super quick. So it right, right. down a hundred speed and then like wow, like right. Like, yeah, I, I need to upload some of those. I think me, me and Shane should should probably take excerpts from me and you and and people and submit them and then I'll have to like we'll have to make a show out of EVPs. I mean, people would love. Them. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Play the yeah. best ones. Yeah, yeah. Anybody in the comments you want to, um, you know have an idea for that that you know let us know but um i john huntington on the show tonight uh if you have a question for him please feel free to chime in on the on the chats and uh if you have a question for him um you know we can start rolling with that but um i did want to say i also had another story an evp story that i was at the maxwell mansion and for people who know my show or know our show that it's or we used to do a, a podcast in a haunted location it's an old 1856 built house here in lake geneva wisconsin where i'm from uh the hotel itself when i asked if i could do my 
our podcast there, they said, yeah, sure, go ahead. And, and I was upstairs in one of the rooms and uh, I used to be able to do investigations at the speakeasy bar downstairs. And one of the times where I was doing a EVP session, I left my phone there and um, I, we went out to do something and then we came back and I got this EVP on I asked, I said, if you have a message for anybody, then, you know, I got this, um, where's Susan? And I was like, mm. where's Susan? Well, come to find out later on that there was a medium had come in and myself had also seen this, that there was a spirit there named Susie. And that was like, okay, it, it could have been tied together, but it was just but this guy, you could tell that the, the EVP, this guy was was drunk because it was right on the bar. Huh. And yeah, and it, it was just, it was kind of crazy. But yeah, when, uh, they, when they connect like that to the story, that's when you're just like, wow, mind blown. Yeah. 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 It adds cre yeah. credentials to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, have you, you guys know, ever been to the Shanley Hotel at all? No. The what? The Shanley. The Shanley no, and you know, I've talked to a lot of people that have done that, and um, they highly recommend it. And I've kind of looked into that a little bit, and I, I know there's quite a few spirits there, but it's kind of like um, everybody goes there, and I would just, I would like to go there to stay there. You know what I mean? Like where when it's not having an event or something like that. You sure. know what I mean? So it's yeah, I like just. Like the, but, uh, like like how we're saying how the connection and everything to storylines with an EVP. Like when I was there, I I got this EVP of like you hear a lady say I'm dying, and then you hear a baby crying. Oh. And then and then you I can't remember what was after that. Um, but but the the lady that runs it, I I, I played it for her, and she was like, well, back the history of the place, there was a brothel there. And one of the ladies of the night got pregnant by a colored man and they had mm -hmm. a kid together and they wound up um, like, like killing them all. So like, oh, wow. Wow. kind of went with the story. And I was just like, I was like so shook by that one. Like, <laughs> like that's, that one still gets me. Like, I just can't wrap my head around. Like, what did I just record? <laughs> you know, is it something mm -hmm. that she's going through over and over? Or, I mean, it's, yeah that, that's crazy yeah i mean some of these places especially with like you know having tragic events happen or something like that you know um the history alone you know kind of speaks for itself but that energy and that residual and energy is just left behind and you know sometimes some of them spirits i know that you know some of them are kind of they feel like they're stuck or whatever but sure you know you get that that whole I've gotten that residual energy where I think I've gotten a couple EVPs that just sound like a broken record. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, it's, it's something that's a residual and, yeah. you know, somebody, you know, for, for people who don't know what the residual is, is the residual energy is basically just something that's kind of like a stain on something that's left behind and it's, you can't, you know, can't interact with it. You can't talk to it. You can't, it's just, it looks like a, like a rerun, you know, like a, like yeah. a movie replay, but um, have you run into anybody? Um, I shouldn't say anybody. I say any place that you would think that it would have more residual than more of a, 
a regular haunting, Jen? Oh, it's hard to tell, really, you know, unless you spend a lot of time there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you could have a lot going on. You could have residual. You could have. Have you visited? Have you visited a place more uh, like a a lot, and that you would be able to make that claim? Um, kind that GRCC. I think there's some residual stuff. Okay. Um, There was a man who died there. Um, he was like a janitor or coach or something at the at the place, and he used to take a shower there, Mm -hmm. um, every night before he went home, and. It seems like, like I forgot to even try it the last time, a couple times I've gone, but there's, there's usually, if you go in that shower around a certain time, you get some kind of EVP or activity in that men's, that mm-hmm. men's room, and it's usually him um, talking. Like, I know I went in there about the same time, one time, and I got the CVP, um, which I believe was him. And it said, uh, I got me a girl. Oh, we had this girl with us in the locker room. And it, it was the creepiest EVP. It was wow. like, I got me a girl. Oh, like it, was, it was like, just, yeah, I think it's residual. I think he's kind of reliving the, the same thing. But then, but then he actually sees a girl and, and, and reacting to that. So who knows? Maybe. Sure. Right. <laughs> so do you keep records or logs of all of this? these EVPs and places and yeah, I just have on YouTube or on my hard drives, my laptop. Oh, okay. Know, okay. Makes sense. I know my friend the other day, I showed him a bit, I had this video up about a ball uh, that was like moving across the stairs or pretended hmm. to cry and stuff. And, and it, and it re- kind of reacted to it and moved across the stairwell. And it was from like 10 years ago. And he's like, can you send me the whole video of that? Because, you know, he wanted to show them that funny going on. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, I gotta, I gotta find this and send it to him. So <laughs> I looked through my like laptop from like ten years ago, and I actually found <laughs> it and sent him the file, like the whole file. The mail That's cool. So, yeah, so. yeah, I've got all my stuff categorized by location and etc. So it's easier to find things quickly. But so, have you yeah, thought no. of maybe making a a book or a paper or anything written, you know, on your on your adventures? Uh, I started making a book uh, about my year at the oh. Conjuring House. Um, okay. But I just, I start, when I get, when I do it, I do well. Like, I, I think I have ADHD a little bit. Yeah. Like, I'll start it, and then I'll start something else, completely forget it, and then I'll have, like, five yeah. other things. <clears throat> We're working on a book myself, and it's hard to focus. There's yeah. too much life. <laughs> life is always there. and yeah. you I know a couple of people like that. Yeah. Life gets in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When you trying That's to right. trying to sit down and concentrate. Yep. Yeah, I try to like type it all out, the ideas, and then I try to sort them out as best I can. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it has been a while since I lived there. So but once I start all the memories, start right. back, yeah. So yeah. Ju- Julie Weller had a question. So it's so amazing catching EVPs. It's really it really makes me wonder <clears throat> if there's a no there, there's no physical physiological body and no voice box how can a spirit speak what are your thoughts um i guess that'd be a question for me uh actually it's kind of hard to describe but i do believe that there are some some spirits that that are able to do that to speak um that the consciousness the energy it takes 
to actually project themselves. And I've ran into this also, and somebody ran this theory by me too, that to be able to speak to a spirit um, a little bit more efficiently is to write it on a piece of paper, write it down, put it on a, on a, on a table or someplace <laughs> where they could see it because they may not be able to always hear you. I mean, it just sure. depends. And it, there's, there's, there's so many different variables in that because like everybody knows that the paranormal is not a science. It's, it's about science, but it's not a science yeah. and people cannot, um, people are still trying to find answers. You know, there's so yeah. many different things, unvary, no, no many ver known, uh, unknowns, you know what I mean? So, yeah. The other way they, they, you know, the theory is they can speak is they can modulate or manipulate the EMF fields such that your recorder will pick them up, even though you don't yep. hear the voice and they have yep. no voice box to physically move air and make sound that we hear. So, right. Right. Which is part of the whole thing along with the spirit box. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that whole theory goes together. Yeah. And that theory is, I mean, that's, that's a pretty sound theory, but there again, it's still an unknown, you know what I mean? And it's just, I just, I just want to say that everybody that is doing the paranormal and is into the paranormal and all that, it's great. You know, it's been a passion of mine for years. Um, since I was little, I've experienced it, but um, sometimes you just have to say, I don't know. Oh, of, you course. Know, you, you, of course. You can't, you know, I, I, I urge people to not make a claim of this is what it is because we really, yeah. this is what I think it is. It's just, <laughs> Yeah, yep. there's there's a lot of people out there that are searching for the same thing we are in that aspect to educate people and to know the truth. We want the, the answers of everything, you know, so. Yep. But but yeah, so, um, John, what else would you say um, besides some of the um, people that you've you know been on a team with? Have you worked with a a medium, so to speak, and how? they how you perceive that whole working with the medium uh yeah i've worked with a few mediums over the years i uh, used to they used to have me come do spare box at their events and stuff and mm -hmm. they actually paid me to do that which was pretty cool but, but that's anyway, cool yeah um i i've been around a lot of mediums and there's a, a couple that I let were left scratching my head, you know, like they were spot on on things. Mm -hmm. And others, it just seems like they're just grasping at straws, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're cold. They're cold readers. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they just read people's expressions and the way they act, and they can, yeah, yeah, you know, come up with stuff. And and it's sad because of the fact that there we. I was just talking um, with a friend of ours, um, just today about that. Uh, there's people that are on this medium train, you know, they, they claim to be mediums and they actually, they may be in some form, but it's kind of like, yeah, that's not quite <laughs> the way it goes, you know? And I, it took me a year to understand who I was to, or to actually not a, a year to understand, accept who I was because I always fought it and I didn't want to be labeled as that. And, I, but I just had to accept it one day. And then <laughs> once I accepted it, things, a lot things were easier to understand. And, you know, when, when you're, when you're, you're going against yourself half the time, you know, but, 
but with it would you, be useful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But with you, John, you know, working with with mediums and stuff like that, um, would you rather have in when, let me say investigating a location? Would you rather have a medium with you or just with you and investigators? Um, some of the mediums I've investigated, <clears throat> I've noticed uh, by doing spare box with them and things like mm -hmm. that, it seems to I get better answers or they right. seem to react. Okay. React okay. more, and it's nice to have them like. Let's say they say they say some such and such is here or whatever, right. and then to actually hear it come over the box. Yeah. As that confirmation. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's nice to have them as a confirmation and. Uh, right. Right. You know. And th and that's what we're kind of looking for too when we're doing investigations and and doing, um, like spirit boxes and EVPs. You know, we want that confirmation of who's there and and you know who we're talking with and. I think that, you know, as of late, mediums have kind of really come more into light um, to be part of a paranormal investigative team, you know, and it makes yeah, things, definitely. I think it makes it makes things go a little bit more smoother compared to back in the day when you just had a couple of people who had no gifts and they were just investigators, you know, and just to find kind of like doing it a little bit more differently, but and but everybody's you know there's people that still do that and that's great you know I, that's you know to each his own and nothing against anybody that does that it's just a, I was just curious to wonder you know how much the whole mediumship and mediums have a, have a role in the paranormal investigations today and you've worked with them I've worked with them I've done work for other paranormal teams um, it's it, it's it's an experience that I I. I would never want to trade, you know, I mean, and I would like to eventually work with Shane and yep. to be able to, to go on an investigation. And so that I could see what he does and he could see what I do. Yeah. And you and, can tell me where the ghosts are so I can put my board there. <laughs> that's what I want to know. That's, that's the real, that's the crux of it right there. He just wants to know where to place his board, <laughs> you know, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. You know, and you know, investigation, you know, a haunted location and having all the key players, you know, in the mix, it makes things interesting, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, but. Yeah. And living at the Conjure House, I met plenty of mediums, plenty of psychics, probably thousands of investigators, you know, I've, I've, it's helped me learn a lot. Um, and, it's, and it's helped me. Um, it was really nice just meeting people and seeing how everybody does something's this a lot the same, but a lot of different too. And I learned a lot from uh, being there and mm -hmm. investigating all these people and, and uh, seeing how like TV's done and everything was really cool to see and be part of as well. Right. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these, um, the camera guys, I, I give them props, man. They, yeah. they, they, <laughs> they, they go through, they go through some shit. I mean, seriously. Yeah. PAs too. Yeah. yeah, I did that I mean, for one one show that came there, and I'll never do it again. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, yeah, God. yeah. I mean, I mean, actually, I mean, to be honest, I mean, being hands on is that that's all great. You know, I I work with my buddy Josh Hughes, who um, has co-hosted on my show once before, and you know, he's a he's a camera guy by trade, and I can't and he does editing, so I can't even imagine what goes on in his brain. And, you know, so and the work that he does and the camera behind the camera. And, yeah, it's just 
kudos to those guys because that's it, it takes a, a certain kind of person to be able to be able to do that, you know. Yep. So and the sound guys too, they go through. Oh yeah, too. oh yeah, sound guys, everybody, you know. I mean, another like ten people at once, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're just about ready to wrap it up. So why don't um, I'll, I'll let you have the floor, John, if you want to tell everybody where to find you and you know what you got going on or all your links and um, kind of get get the word out a little bit so the people know where you're at. Um, sure. I have a I have a YouTube channel uh, under my name, John Huntington Paranormal, or Huntington on Facebook. I also have a lot. I've built twenty videos on exploring with Josh um, online. Um, and I have, a, I just started an Etsy store to, uh, Oh yeah. I wanted to, Oh, I, I wanted to promote that for you. That's right. I said that. So John's got an Etsy store. Okay. I just opened it up. Like, Oh, he just opened it up. Okay. So, um, uh, what, what is the, what is the location for your Etsy? Um, it's Huntington 2023 on Etsy. So, okay. Okay. And Okay, so you send that to me. Uh, just send it to me in a text, and I will make sure that I will put this on somewhere on here or on um, my audio file. So, yeah, so I get that. So if people don't know who John Huntington is, I mean, you can go find him on Etsy. So, and that's cool. And I was, yep. that, I was really excited that when I saw that. So, yeah. Um, so... Any, any anywhere else we can find you? Um, you can come up to Guilford and find me if you want. Yeah. <laughs> that's too far, that's that's, 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 Yeah, it's too far. <laughs> me and Shane need to get like a private jet or something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I mean, just you know, I mean, if you can just build a runway, Shane, somewhere, and yep. you know, we'll just. You get the jet, I'll make the runway. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even one of those little helicopters, I'd love to have one. There oh, you there go. you go. Yeah. <laughs> Huh? Or a teleporter yeah. like Star Trek. Right. That'd be the yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, now, you now you're just being ridiculous. All right, everybody. I want to thank John and I want to thank my co-host Shane. Yes. I, this you. has been a very fun show. Yes, um, it has. I hope everybody has enjoyed it. And uh, I tune in in an hour because I have Karen Bussard from Ghost town of terror and the gunslingers gulch on uh, next and it'll be here soon sooner than i think and <laughs> yeah time flies when you're having fun it so yeah so um great show yes yeah thank you so much yeah thank you so much so um it. yeah i'm just i'm just glad that we finally got you on and everything's you know everything was great so yeah all right everybody i want to thank the comments from uh, everybody who's posted in there and yeah, we'll see you in about an hour. All, All right. right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for having me.